Chaf Kislev, Ner Rivi'i Shel Chanukah. Coming to you live from the offices of Ariel Tours, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Rifainu Hashem, our coronavirus theme song. And uh, it looks like we are getting closer, both in Israel and the United States, and I know parts of Europe. The vaccine is uh, making its way to the people. In Israel, they speak about um, a vaccine that will begin to be 
distributed and given uh, next week already. So let us pray, let us hope, let us pray, and continue to pray. For Einu Hashem, Vene Rafei, Hoshi Einu Welcome, welcome in, everybody, one and all. Welcome into this week's edition, Chanukah, Tavshin Pei Aleph edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, which translates to 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, that's the time we're on. But you don't got to remember exactly what time we're on, unless you want to hear it live. But if you want to hear it, just hear it. It doesn't have to be live. Why don't you join up uh, to the uh, to those who listen, and many do, on demand. Whenever you want, you can go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, NSN app. Go to the archives and pick any of the great programming that is given on the is presented on the Nachum Siegel Network. And if you want ours specifically, just pick the Israel Show, and you can listen to any of the many, any of the many episodes that we've had. And the, please tell your friends, please tell anybody who you know who might be interested in a great show about Israel, great Jewish music, Israeli music, a lot of new Israeli music, and so forth. Share with them the information about the show. There's also a link to uh, Apple Podcasts, and um, we'll put it on our Facebook page again so that hopefully you can see it, although... I don't know what you can see from Facebook these days. Maybe we're being censored. Maybe the distribution of our uh, information is being uh, lessened or greatly reduced because of something that Facebook doesn't like about what we say. What a crazy world we live in. Who would think that America would have such a problem and an issue with freedom of speech, with the lack of freedom of speech, the tyrannical censorship of uh, information based on your opinions. Wow. Okay, so uh, we have a great show planned, and we thank you for being here to sh- to be with us. Where's that song? Uh, why? What happened to that song that I want to play now? Oh, here it is. Okay, this is a Hanukkah medley from an Israeli group called Kwinta Kwinta Vachetzi. Very cool. A cappella. Hanukkah medley of Israeli songs, Quinta Vachetzi. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
וחצי, or Quinta וחצי, with that beautiful Hanukkah medley, the song just before the last uh, little piece, it's called L'Chvor HaChanukah, Nachum played it, I think it was the last song he played before uh, he signed off this morning, the words were written by Chaim Nachman Bialik, and in those days, when they were coming up with words for the new, renewed, I should say, language of Hebrew, there was no word for dreidel. And so there was a machloket. There was a disagreement. There were different ideas of what we should call a dreidel. Chaim Nachman Bialik did not like the word sevivon, that was suggested by someone else. He suggested Kir Kara, I believe it was. Mechar Ker. But it was rejected, and so the song, even though he wrote it, ends up being sung with the word that he didn't like. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Over the last few days... Two more countries fall into the beautiful basket of countries that are normalizing relations with Israel. Muslim countries, we should say, that are normalizing relations with Israel. Morocco is one. That's the big one. And that's a country that Israel has had decent relationship with for decades, for many, many years. Don't forget that uh, they had a huge Jewish community in Morocco and and currently in Israel there are over a million Israelis that are were either born in Morocco or of Moroccan descent. I believe Arye Derry, I believe he was even he was born in Morocco. Miriam Peretz was born in Morocco. These um are big luminaries in uh, in Israeli society. So there's a, a strong connection between Israel and Morocco going back a long time. In fact, people could visit from Israel. They couldn't fly directly, 
But Israelis can go and visit in Morocco. Many uh, would go. I believe one of the Abu Chatzera dynasty rabbis, rabbis of the Abu Chatzera dynasty is buried there. You used to go for your sites and so forth. So there's always been there, but um, it never reached this point of a full normalization with embassies, ambassadors, diplomatic recognition, and, uh, and direct flights and so forth. So that's a biggie. And uh, a small country called Bhutan, B-H-U-T-A-N. I had no idea where it was when they announced this. I had no idea that it existed. But everybody's on uh, getting on the bandwagon. And so Bhutan also joins the UAE and Bahrain. And more will come. More will come. Oman probably will come. Saudi Arabia will come. Which reminds us yet again that those who have been brainwashing us for decades about the possibilities of peace in the Middle East should uh, clean their own brain. And we'll play this just as a memorial. There will be no separate peace between Israel and the Arab world. I want to make that very clear to all of you. I've heard several prominent politicians in Israel sometimes saying well, the Arab world's in a different place now. We just have to reach out to them and we can work some things with the Arab world and we'll deal with the Palestinians. No, 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 and no. I can tell you that reaffirmed even in the last week as I have talked to leaders of the Arab community. There will be no advance and separate peace with the Arab world without the Palestinian process and Palestinian peace. Everybody needs to understand that. That is a hard reality. Yeah, very hard, very hard. It's a hard reality for um, the Democrats and the leftists to accept the fact that it's not a hard reality. <laughs> very hard. No, not at all, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, the hard reality is that it took someone to think outside the box and be open to listen to Prime Minister Netanyahu, who thinks outside of the box, for someone like President Trump and Jared Kushner and their team and, and Ambassador Friedman to be willing to, to buck the trend, to throw out the old-fashioned slogans that were um, thrown around. Unfortunately, we come back to them now as the elections seem to turn out and uh, those who are going to be in charge are going to be from that same cadre of leftists, Democrats from the Obama administration, Obama-Biden administration, we should say, and others who come to the table with that same old worn attitude. And I think Hanukkah is the perfect time to share with you a story. A story about the, um, the Jewish kingdom of the Maccabees, the Hashmonaim. Sometime after the Hanukkah story, a different Antiochus, Antio- the name Antiochus is like uh, Paro. The Paros keep changing, but they're all called Paro, right? So there was another Antiochus, and he's angry with the Jewish king, Shimon, Shimon HaChashmonai, 
Judah the Maccabee's brother. Now you understand that what happened when the Hanukkah story, the Hanukkah miracle, Rabim Miyad Me'atim Tme'im Torim, that God miraculously gave the victory to the Jewish people led by the Hashmonaim, that that was the beginning of a renewed Jewish royalty, a Jewish kingship, Jewish sovereignty over the land, parts of the land of Israel. In fact, the Rambam points out that that is one of the things that we celebrate, Israel. This goes on for uh, several decades. The, the battles between the Greeks, who are in very much present in this part of the world, and the Maccabees continue. And Antiochus sends a message to Shimon, the Jewish king, Shimon, the brother of Judah the Maccabee. I'm reading it to you in Hebrew from Sefer HaMaccabim, the book of Maccabees, a long history. It's one of the Sfarim HaChitzonim, one of the books that is not included in Tanakh, didn't make it into the Bible, but is a very important historical document. There are several volumes, and the first one especially seems to be very accurate and written by someone who was on the spot. So it quotes... Antiochus. Atem lachadatem et Yafo et Gezer vetamitsuda sherbu shalaim vehem are malchuti. He accuses the Maccabees, the Hashmonaim, you captured and occupy the city of Yafo and the city of Gezer and the Mitsuda in Yushalaim. That was, um, it's believed, a fortress right outside the Bet HaMikdash in Yerushalayim. But, says Antiochus, these are my cities, and you've taken them over and you occupy them now. Ve'ata, now, hashivu give back the cities that you conquered. You are occupiers. Give back the land that you took from me. Now, listen what the Jewish king, Shimon, the brother of Judah HaMaccabee, Listen to what he answers. And this is a quote, again, from Sefer Maccabim. It's Sefer Maccabim, Aleph Perik Tedvav, in case you're interested. Quote, Lo eretz nochri We didn't take someone else's land. Velo nochrim mashalnu. And we're not ruling over someone else's property. Ki im nachlat avotenu. This is our inheritance, the land of our fathers. Which at a certain time in history was taken from us unjustly by force. And now that we have the ability to do so, we've taken back, we have returned the inheritance of our forefathers. We are not occupying your land. We have returned to ours. What a great message from history, from the Hashmonai king to us. And it is even more relevant now as we see what's happening 
in the Middle East with the countries that are normalizing relations with Israel. Great message. Here's the song, Lo Eretz Nochria. These words were put to music by Ovadia Hamama and he's off of his album Shemaim Ba'aretz. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yermilim segment, we shed light on a word or phrase in the Hebrew language. Meir Milim is inspired by the Galei Tzahal radio segments of Dr. Avshalom Kor and informed by the teachings of Dr. Lior Gottlieb. Here is this week's installment. Road in Hebrew is derech. A road, a path is a derech. The Torah's ways, are pleasant ones. Another word for derech, which we may not be used to hearing, is an orach. Horeni Hashem darkecha, unacheni beorach mishor. We know the concept of two parallel parts in one pasuk. Horeni Hashem darkecha, show me your way, Hashem. Darkecha, the correct path, the derech. Unacheni beorach mishor. Lead me on a level, on a straight path. Horeni. Parallel to Necheni. Show me, lead me. Hoeni Hashem Darkecha Unecheni Beorach Mishor. Derech is Orach, the road, the path. Orach is Derech, and Derech is Orach. The two words are interchangeable. Here's a fascinating example showing us the interchangeability of the two words. In Parshat Vayera, God tells Sarah that she will have a son. The Torah tells us that Avraham and Sarah were rather old. Avraham As the Mefarshim explain, this is a nice, respectable way of saying Sarah no longer had her period, called Orach Kanashim, the path of women, the usual way of women. Several chapters later, chapter 31, Rachel wants to hide her father's tirafim. She stuffs them under the cushion, sits on them, and then apologizes to her father that she can't get up because she was a nida and wasn't feeling well. Daddy, please don't be upset with me for not rising in your honor. Ki derech Nashim Li. Two places in Bereshit, separated by several chapters, both referring to the woman's period. About Sarah, it says, Orach Kanashim. Rachel says, Ki Derech Nashim Li. Orach is Derech, Derech is Orach, a path. Let's move on. A caravan, what's a caravan? It's a group of animals and or vehicles following each other staying together on the same path, on the same orach. Not surprisingly, a caravan is an orcha. You know this word from the story of Yosef and his brothers. Yosef is in the pit. The brothers are having a picnic. They look out on the horizon and see a caravan of merchants coming towards them. 
Then they come up with the idea of selling Yosef to these merchants. What is the word for caravan? Orcha, orchat Yishmaelim. So, orach, a path, orcha, a caravan, those who travel together on the same path. And what would we call someone who is on the road a lot away from home? Of course, he would be called an oreach. In modern Hebrew, it means a guest. In biblical Hebrew, it means an itinerant, a traveler, maybe a wanderer, somebody who travels on foot from place to place. Here's an example. Like many other of our leaders, the prophet Jeremiah is rather fed up with the Jewish people. I just need to get the heck out of here, he says, not quite in those words. Mi'itzneni bamidbar milon orchim ami Oh, to be in the desert at an encampment for wayfarers, to leave my people, to distance myself from them, for they are all adulterers, a bunch of scoundrels. In modern Hebrew, a malon is a hotel, or the word lalun, to stay overnight. Similarly, in biblical Hebrew, it is a camp where one stays overnight. Milon Orchim is a place for wanderers to spend the night. So Orach, a path, Orcha, a caravan, those who travel on the path, Oreach, a person who is always on the road, which in modern Hebrew becomes a guest. But wait, there's more. So when the itinerant, the wanderer, sets out to walk the roads, he surely will take for himself a certain amount of food, a ration, a portion for the journey. That's an arucha, which originally means a food portion for the orach, for the road, evolving to mean a meal. Aruchat boker, aruchat erev. They're all connected to orach, a path, a caravan, a wanderer, the portion of food he takes. And that's this week's edition of the Meir Milim segment. I'm Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
is the name of the group Ha'oreach the guest is the appropriate song for after um, the Meir Milim segment about Orach and Oreach and so forth my name is Mayor Weingarten you're tuned to the Israel show on the Nachum Siegel Network so we promised you that uh, we're going to share a criticism of Israel by former CIA director John Brennan that really, I gotta say, blew me away. And the more I explored the history of John Brennan, the more I realized that um, he's not one of the best players uh, in, in the deep state. in the United States of America. He was appointed by Barack Obama to be head of the CIA. He was fired, I believe, by President Trump, and he was replaced by Pompeo, who is now Secretary of State. What a difference. So, here is um, Chris Wallace of Fox News. From Fox News Sunday last week, December the 6th interviewing John Brennan who recently came out with a new book so he's doing a book tour and here's Wallace's question Director Brennan you said recently that if Israel was behind the assassination of Iran's top nuclear scientist and that seems likely that it would be a case of state-sponsored terrorism now Iran has no qualms about going after and killing American officials, American soldiers. So why is it off limits to go after the scientist or General Soleimani? Pretty good question, right? John Brennan is condemning Israel for killing Fachizadeh, Mohsan Fachizadeh. Does that make sense? Well, let's hear his reply. He must have some really rational reason for it. Well, Chris, we condemn Iran when it engages in such activity. And I think there are certain norms and standards of international behavior by sovereign states that should be adhered to. And a... Yeah, I have to stop it, although the software now is not as convenient to do that. 
we condemn Iran when they do that. So, international norms. What is he talking about? Wait, there's more, there's more. And assassinations should be condemned. If China were to assassinate a a Taiwanese nuclear scientist, or if Russia were to assassinate a Ukrainian nuclear scientist, it would be roundly condemned, and rightly so. And just because it may have been Israel behind assassination does not make it right. I do think it is not consistent with those norms of international behavior that sovereign states should abide by. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's comparing Iran, which we all know. I think everybody knows. And if he was the head of the CIA, he's got to know that Iran is the number one supporter of terrorism around the world. They finance Hezbollah, they finance Hamas, they finance terror around the world, Central America, South America. This is the baddest... Act. Oh, they're a sovereign country. Oh, okay. So then we shouldn't, uh, God forbid, do anything to their scientists who are building a nuclear bomb that they used to threaten to destroy and annihilate Israel. Oh, Iran is just like any other country. No, it's not. Iran is the only country in the world that has threatened to obliterate another country. Another UN... Oh, they're members of the UN. Now, Chris Wallace does not get high marks for this interview, but at least he does a little bit of a... um, little bit of a follow-up, although he doesn't press him too hard. Here's the follow-up. But, I mean, you certainly would agree that, that Iran is not Taiwan or, or Ukraine. I mean, they're a bad actor in the world. Do, do, do these Marcus of Queensbury rules apply to them? Pretty straightforward. Are we going to treat Iran by the international norms that we would treat any other country? How are you comparing Iran to any other country. These are ruthless killers. Think about what they've done to the Americans. They've killed hundreds and hundreds of Americans over time. Remember the capture of the American embassy, the holding of the hostages, the attacks on embassies all over the world. This is a state sponsors, a state that sponsors terrorism everywhere. What are we talking about? Asks Chris Wallace. And John Brennan, former CIA director. This is his response. Well, I agree, uh, Chris, that there are many Iranians who are extremist, radical, and violent. But Iran is not a monolith. It is a sovereign state. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had to stop it there. Iran is not a monolith. I agree that there are some radicals. They're violent people there. But it's a sovereign state. It has a seat in the United Nations. This guy was the head of the CIA. I'm reminding you, this guy was appointed by Barack Obama as the head of the CIA. We continue. 
that does have a seat at the United Nations. And therefore, again, I don't think the, uh, a sovereign state should kill the senior officials of another government because they can or because they want to. If that were the case, I think the international environment would be rather chaotic. Uh-huh. You understand that that one country, one sovereign state shouldn't kill, what was the word he used? The officials, right? Of another country. Senior officials of another. This murderer, this Fakhizadeh, 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 Morsan Fakhizadeh. I should listen to um, to Netanyahu and remember his name. Morsan Fakhizadeh was a person, an evil Satan, a devil, who was coordinating the 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 plans, and we know they continued and continued no matter what. America signed an agreement with Iran as if Iran is going to hold to the stick to their word. And thank God, President Trump nixed the agreement. But this Fakhizadeh was the one who was creating the nuclear bombs or trying to create the nuclear bombs that Iran told us very clearly they're going to drop on Israel so he's the according to Brennan he's the senior official of another government it's like you know just uh, killing off uh, the minister of uh, of senior uh, senior citizens or something it's beyond Really, really, it is beyond comprehension. And it is beyond comprehension that there is no outpouring of anxiety, anger, whatever you want to call it. By the way, many claim, although it's very hard in today's press environment to get anything done against anyone who um, who was against Trump. Many claim that this same Brennan was amongst the leaders of the Russia hoax against President Trump that really somewhat debilitated the ability of President Trump to function for the first two, two and a half years and literally ruined the lives of many people, including General Flynn. And there are allegations that it is he who organized a letter by 50 former intelligence leaders that cleared... Hunter Biden before the elections from any charges against him, which we now know were true, right? Before the elections, everybody came out and said, no, it's a Russian disinformation scheme. This whole idea that Hunter Biden is involved with China, whatever. Well, now we know that there's more there. There there is a there there. And that it was Brennan who organized 50 people to sign this, 50 former intelligence, so that at the debate, when President uh, Trump brought it up, he could say, well, it's nonsense. That's Russian disinformation. Look, I have a letter from 50 former intelligence agents or intelligence uh, leaders. It's the same John Brennan who, and this is a minor point, but it, it says something about a person. When President Ford was challenged by President by then Governor Carter, those elections, the former CIA director, John Brennan, voted for the Communist Party. He wasn't a member he wasn't a member of the Communist Party, but he voted for the it says something. 
you know, and he admitted this, by the way, and he had to admit it at the point when he was going to uh, to be admitted into the CIA. They ha- you have to go through a polygraph, and one of the questions uh, would have would have rung the bell if he would say no, and he had to admit it. And of course, it has a story. He didn't know who to vote for. He didn't want to vote Republican. He didn't want to vote Democrat. Yeah, there, there's like five other parties before the the Communist Party. But that really is a minor point. It just um, goes together with the other point. And these people, him and Comey and others, these were the people. These these are the operators, in my opinion, in something that I never believe existed until recently, the dark state. So now you know. Watch for that name, John Brennan. By the way, he appears also on uh, CNN, I believe, as a um, as an analyst and so forth and so on. And boy, this country's in trouble. The world is in trouble if this country is in trouble. Okay, with all the troubles we have, we have love in our hearts, and love will always win. It's a song written back in the day by Arkady Duchin, first performed by uh, Arik Einstein and it was uh, re-recorded, covered as we say by two very well-known artists in Israel Eden Benzaken and a uh, certain person whose name is um, Benjamin Netanyahu and as Nachum said we recommend that he keep his day job it was recorded uh, it came out last week it was recorded as part of a fundraising effort to help um, uh, elderly people that are alone and need help. Ken Lazaken, it's called Ken Say Yes to the Elderly, or Ken Lazaken in the sense of a, a nest for the elderly where somebody helps them and like the mother on, on the eggs. So we'll play it for you. Yesh bi Eden ben Zaken and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a duet. First of its kind, I believe. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yes, be a vain, they 
Nachum on uh, the idea that Prime Minister Netanyahu should keep his day job. But I gotta say, he's got a nice, deep, baritone, I guess, voice. But, uh, and they probably cleaned it up a lot in the in the uh, editing room. But it's, uh, it's, uh, it's cool. It's cool. I believe Adam Ben-Zaken has sung for the Prime Minister before. I think she's one of uh, Sarah Netanyahu's uh, um, favorites. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway, we're going to round it off. We're going to round it off. We're going to close it out. We're going to round it off. We're going to square it, things. Whatever we're doing. We're going to end off <laughs> with um, a version of Mao's Tzor, which I find to be very delightful. Very different. Out of the box. And yet delightful. It is Maosur uh, by Tamar Kapsoto, or Kapsuto. But before we do that, we wish everybody a happy Hanukkah. We thank you for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, Yoni Pollock. With after further review covering the latest in the world of sports, and then you don't want to miss Novak now, where Jake Novak asks, "Peace keeps breaking out between Israel and its Arab neighbors. So what should we do, and not do about it?" So tune into for Jake's take or Jake's takes. That's even better. And then the great Monday music marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. 
they're just running in a different race. Shabbat